you will teach us yourself we are void of all human knowledge we ask that you take away that and let it be all about you and let it be you that will talk to your people take all the glory take all honor let every man not glory let no man glory in this flesh but let your glory be revealed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We have considered faith. How many of us can remember the God kind of faith? Amen. Amen. Very few people can remember the God kind of faith here. Amen. Please, I would encourage you to still go back, pick up some of these things, listen to them. They're important. Pick up your books, go back to them, read them. They're important. They will change a lot of things that has to do with your life. I believe strongly that the word of God is made of effect by the time you value it. So if you cannot go back to it over and over again, it means that it's not that valuable. And so if you can go back to it over and over, it becomes valuable to you. So it starts producing the result of what it has been made to produce. I would urge you that you would not sleep over it as the Berean Christians will do when they listen, they will still go back and weigh the scriptures and weigh what they have listened to. I'm encouraging you, go back, weigh the scriptures, weigh what you have listened to. Sometimes, because we value what we are getting, we would go back and still hear it over and over again. Sometimes I still do the same, just though it was me that was saying the things, but it wasn't me who was talking. Amen. Amen. I was just being the vessel. So sometimes I have to go back to listen to some of these things so that I would also gain from what the Lord was saying. Because at times there are some things I say when I'm here, but then they were not they were never within the book or the confines of what I had written because it was the Holy Ghost that needed to speak to his people at a particular time. And somehow God is using that same moment to speak to me. So I'm I take out that moment to also listen and go back to some. Some of the drawing boards are very important for what God will do in your life. Amen. 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 Permit me, I believe that my voice is low today, right? It's okay. It's okay. Okay, thank God. Amen. So today, we had considered the God kind of faith. We have considered entrance into the throne room. It was because of faith. 
discovered that the trombo has is an experience that is gotten by faith. You can have access into some of these trombos, into some of these experiences. Amen. Amen. And somehow we got to discover how that you can lose yourself before God and easily gain into His secret place. Not by actually trying to make up your own secret place, but actually submitting to His. Amen. Amen. So today, by God's grace, we'll be considering the power of hope. The power of hope. One very key, I would call it word as we begin today, but then we will get to understand it better. One key word right now, as it were, that has been neglected by a lot of believers and a lot of people in the church. The word hope has become irrelevant because we have not understood it. We do not know what it is about, so we can abuse it. When you do not know something, it's easy to delegate it. And what you do not know, you will push up by the side. And do not know how much it should have brought into your life and into your worship with God. Now, we understand faith. Every time when we enter church, we hear faith here and there. When we talk about hope, a lot of people just leave it. Ah, hope. Hope is just believing. Right? Hope is just believing. Faith. And I believe that a lot of us, when we ask which one is stronger between faith and hope, a lot of people will tell me faith is stronger, isn't it? Because you cannot hope is hope is just your hoping now. But faith is stronger substance of things that you're hoping for. Yes. So it means faith is bigger. Amen. Amen. Well today, by God's grace, God is going to open us to that understanding. Can you just bow down your heads and speak God? Open me to the understanding of true hope. Open me to the understanding of true hope. If I have never understood it, open my mind. Open my mind to understand what it means. I want to have a real understanding of hope. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, faith triumphs on encounters. How many of us know that? That faith triumphs on encounters. That until we have encounters, we will not, our faith is not strong. Encounters enhances our faith. Now, that's the experience of of faith. That every time we desire something, we have encounters, then our faith is stronger when we have encounters. If today, I have an encounter, as we discussed earlier, that when Gideon had an encounter, his faith was strengthened. The more he was having more encounters with that angel, the more his strict faith was strengthened to believe that they could conquer. Amen. So faith tries on how much encounters we have. And I told you last time, during the God kind of faith, I told you that we have to, we have to consciously demand that God baptizes us with more encounters because there are a lot of other things that will come up in your lifetime that you would you would depend on some of those encounters to fight. That because there were times that God was real to you, he would be real at the point where he's not there, where you feel he's not there. He would become more real to you because you had real encounters with him those times when, when he was available to you. 
Amen. So I was telling you, I said, if we would build our faith, then we need encounters to make our faith solid. We will be able to stand the words of the enemy because we have encounters that are true and tangible, right? Now, hope, on the other hand, is a different world. That as faith is, scripture said in Hebrews chapter 11, he said, what? Faith is the substance of the things we want to hope for. So, faith is the the experience of the things that we are yet to have. Right? Right? So we do not have them, but we are experiencing them. So assuming now in faith, faith is, is driving a car in the spiritual realm that you have not driven in the physical realm. The experience of driving that car that God had promised you in the spiritual realm, yet you have not driven it physical, but it has given you enough ginger to believe that you're going to have that car. Are we here? Are we here? Now, by the time you are able to drive that car in the spiritual realm, somehow you can talk about it that, ah, I have, I have experience within me. I, I felt like I drove that car. It was like I was inside that car. Then when you come to the physical, you can still make reference to it that I have driven that car. Faith brings out everything that is spiritual into the physical. Right? So, and scripture said, now faith is. Right? Meaning the timing of faith has to do with when? Now. So whatever faith will do for you, Faith will have to do it to produce it to now. The relevance of things that are yet to be seen, it can bring it to your now. Is that not powerful? That's something that you have not had, but you have an experience of it and brings it to now. So I'm expecting a car that is supposed to come in 2018, but in 2020. But then I have the experience of the car, and I pull that car from the spiritual realm down to now. That's faith. You know why, it's, why, why we appreciate it? Because it yields the result now. Anything that can bring the result of a futuristic experience now is valuable to a man because man wants to see things happen. Now, if I can sit down to say, I'm praying that God will, should, the faith of God should bring forth healing over my body, and it does that, you see, I will appreciate it so much, isn't it? Because instantly, I've gotten the thing that I've been expecting for. So, faith has the ability to bring in a spiritual experience down into the physical. But when it comes to hope, hope is a journey the opposite way. Amen. Amen. Hope desires the end result of hope. Hope never desires that something should come out from the spiritual realm to now. But hope desires that I will take you from where you are to that place in the future that you would fade away. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Faith, you sat down and you enter the spiritual realm, had the experience of it, brought it into the physical. 
So you could produce a house, produce your healing. But hope is desiring that you enter into a realm that is no that you are no longer here again. Are we here? Let's go. Let's go, go, go in somewhere. Now, if I'm here in the physical, when I hope for something, hope takes me to that spiritual state where that all that is physical fades away, including me. So I no longer yearn for physical things because I have gotten to discover how valuable spiritual things are. Are we here? Are we here? Follow me. We'll go somewhere. So if today I'm trying to get into something that is, when I talk about hope, I'm not talking about having an experience of something that should produce a result for me now. I'm talking of an experience that should change me from where I am now to the real place that I should be. Amen? Amen. So we don't hope on things. We don't hope to gain things. That's not our hope. Our hope as believers, the day we came into Christ Jesus, our hope is not that as we have come into Christ Jesus, we will be able to gain the things that will heal us, that will change, that will make us beautiful, that will give us comfort in our homes. That's not what hope desires. So our hope immediately when we come into Christ Jesus is trying to enter into the reality of who God is. Are we here? So, see what, see what hope is. Now, I would use this so that it will be clearer for us. I believe that it's still cloudy. Now, listen, we're in, I'm, I'm on earth, right? Yes, sir. When I enter into, when a believer, as we are together, when there's trouble, right, in this place, or chaos is happening, Every person is trying to pray that God should protect him. Right? Are we here? Yes, sir. Why? The reason is because you have faith that God will protect your body. Are we here? Yes, sir. You're having faith that God will protect your body. Why? Because your body is valuable to you as long as you're here. Right? So every time when there's chaos, you are asking of God, protect me from the chaos that the enemy is about to bring into my, my life. So your faith is saying, God, I need to, I need to be alive. So you will press in that God should make you alive. Oh, let this arrow of the enemy not touch me. Let these wicked people not kill me today. Ah, oh, today is not the day I should die. You see, that's faith. Why? Because you want your now, the physical, to experience something from the spiritual. But the one who has grown from just the level of faith comes to the point where, where, they, where they are gathered around them and they are about to kill them. He says this, just like Paul will say, to die. is gay. To live is Christ. 
So he would look at it that if I live, it's Christ. But if I die, it's gain. I gain. Now listen to what hope is doing. Hope is making how heaven is so much real to you than how much earth is. Faith wants you to make, faith wants to make that heaven is real, but then it is real for the manifestation right here on earth. But hope is saying that I don't want, it's not as much as I want the manifestation here. I desire not just that the heaven should mirror the earth, I desire to be in the heaven. As it were. So people who hope in God are people who yes, who do not see value any longer on earth. Now, listen carefully. Enoch was in such a position, such experience that I have experienced the things that heaven can bring forth on earth, but then I have enjoyed my friendship with God that I value your presence more than where I want to be. Are we here? Are we here? Now listen. Faith in this dimension, if today you have seen how heaven is, right? How beautiful heaven is. I want, I want to show you, I'm taking you somewhere so that I will show you how spiritual hope can change your mode of worshiping God. Amen. Amen. Now, listen. If I'm here with God, right? And then I worship God, I have enjoyed the presence of so well that as I was worshipping, I had an experience of what it means to be in that crystal city. Where scripture talked about it, that the place was made of gold. You see, all of us here, we are more concerned that we should not die here. Why? Because here is enjoyment in the form to us. But the day when your hope begins to rise for the things that he has promised and the place he has promised for you to be in, when that hope begins to rise, nobody, all the people who had, experience, had an experience of heaven will always tell you that when they entered into it, they didn't want to come out. When they were willing to die, they were so willing Because whatever was in heaven was too beautiful compared to everything that they had ever seen on earth. Some of them, before, by the time they entered into the atmosphere of heaven, what they started experiencing was that the whole place, the, the beauty and the glory of God overwhelmed them that time didn't matter any longer. While they were walking upon the streets of gold, as John will talk about it, he will say, when I walked upon the streets of gold, I, I saw this, I saw this, I saw by the lampstands, I saw this, and then some other people. You see, John had an experience of heaven, right? Mm -hmm. Now, permit me to tell you that John didn't have the complete experience of what heaven was. John gave the aspect he could see. It's like saying that I entered into Abuja and I said, oh, I've entered into the whole world. So, because I came into America, I want I came from, let's say, from space, right? I entered America, and I now land in New York. 
And then I'm telling everybody, when I go back to space, let me say, Pluto, wherever I'm coming from, I go back and I tell the people, hey, Earth, I've seen everything that is about Earth. Earth is all, that's all that Earth is about. It's just skyscrapers, cars moving. That's all. You see, that's the aspect. John, when John was given his aspect, he gave the aspect of which heaven was revealed unto him. Let me tell you that the reason why God will still give other people the ability to have a glimpse of heaven is because there are sights in heaven that nobody has ever seen. Are we here? So certain people like Jesse Duplantis will say that when he went to heaven, he had an experience of heaven. One of the things that happened to him was that he entered the house and when he got to the place, he said the design of the house where he was in was far beautiful than the design of the house that he wanted to be in. So he had the flowers that he wanted, the birds, that the, all that, those concepts that he had. He had those concepts already that this is where he would have loved to live in. But by the time he had an experience of heaven, the, experience, the, the idea of his house and what he wanted the house to be like faded away because of the beauty of what God had known that he loved most. And God designed it as a house. So he entered the place. He said, he said the beauty of that place he could not, he could not explain. He said there were flowers. He said there were times that he went close to the flower and the flower burned. He wanted touching the flower, the flower was burning. He was good. They, they were just beautiful places. It was the trees were, were just amazing. And such that when he entered into that kind of he met some animals that were normal, were the normal animals that we always see. But their beauty and glamour was different. And so he walked through. He said he walked through certain places. He could not imagine. And God told him, he said, he said this is the place you have. He said, God, I think I want to die now. <laughs> I think I'm gone. But you see, God, God now told him, he said, he said, every time you walk every step, whatever you add to my kingdom is added into this beautiful place that you see at the corner. Day after day. He said, those, those ways that you have, that, that good heart, that loving heart, that thing that you've been doing unto that brother, you see, what it did was that, can you see this particular place, this foundation within this place that you see? Yes, he said, yes. He said, this, that was the heart that brought about this. Now, in heaven, the construction of where you belong is dependent upon the workings of your faith right here. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. So everything, as we saw, scripture said this, he said, if, we, if all that it is, is this earth, then we have of all men most miserable. That if all our expectation is that we will grow by the faith of God and increase in wealth, increase in houses, increase. He said, we are of, of all men most miserable. Because if you understand what God had already in the foundation, 
habitations and the buildings that he had constructed for you, you would not be concerned about the things that are building right here. And so he looked at this, he said, he said, the beauty he could not, he could not, he could not explain. It was just too beautiful. Other people would give their experience of him and say that when they entered into, into, into the throne room, what their experience of the throne room was, was so amazing. They said they entered into lurches and entered places where they looked at all the people, the glamour, the glory was amazing, beautiful. They could not just tell that I'm entering into a place that men who were living on earth are standing in such glamour. He said, John has said he met some of the people he had met on earth. He said their beauty was amazing, he could not explain. The experience of that heavenly place is too beautiful to compare with the things of the earth. Are we here? Are we here? So hope desires. The desire of hope is finally attaining that immortality that God has promised you. The desire of faith is that at the end of the day, you would now bring forth all those things that they may manifest here, right? The desire of hope is that you yourself would come into that complete immortal state. Amen? So, by the time you have an experience of what heaven looks like, see what happens to you in You don't want, you don't want, you don't want to stay here. Most of the people will tell you, immediately God there, they said, God, I think it's time. This is too beautiful. Paul had the experience of eternity. He would come and say, no, 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 no. So the yearning for hope, hope will say, cry. Vanity is here. So when sufferings begin, when pain begins, and all that are activated, hope is not worried about what the person uses. Because hope sees it that at the end of the day, as I'm giving away this last coffee that I'm having, and I trek home, it didn't just waste, but it was storing up treasures for me in Hope is concerned about how much I store in heavenly places. Jesus now told him he was explaining hope. He now said this. He said, if you gather all these things, store up your, store up riches. Where moth, where tana, what's the name of it? Tamatit. Would not have entrance. So what are you, you have bound of wealth and you are too concerned about the wealth that you, that you do not want to even see that you give anybody anything. But please, Jesus will say that you have bound of for yourself, but you have not got the reality of hope here. Are we here? Are we here? So I'll say this, then we, we now close. Amen. Amen. This is a suggestive part of this talk. Please help me. It's not a yet. 
is an interesting experience that is real. I will tell you that when you believe it, it will work in your life like magic. Amen. Listen. <laughs> Every time you have faith, what happens to you? You increase in knowledge. Are we here? Mm. Now, whatever knowledge you have increased in, every human being has been assigned unto him angels that work a lot of things that has to do with you. There's an angel that has been assigned to protect you at whatever and that angel has been assigned for you. Are we here? The angel is at your disposal, at your command. See what happens to you when you increase in faith. Every time an encounter is revealed unto you, what happened was that that angel, that angel is as dull as you are. Are we here? Listen here. That angel that has been assigned unto you is as dumb as you are. It is by what you know and how you increase in the level of faith that that angel has the ability to peep into the reality of what God is doing in your life. So as you are increasing in knowledge, the reason why the effect of things begin to happen is because you increase the knowledge so the angel also increased and you, oh, actually this wing, it was supposed to be doing this. So you increase in the knowledge of healing and the understanding of the mystery of healing because you had an encounter. That angel too was exposed to understand that as you were seeing that thing, as you were having those encounters, see what that angel was having. That angel was understanding that, oh, now, this was actually what I was, this hand was supposed to do. When this person has increased in understanding how to heal, the angel knows how to fix the wounds. So the angel will keep on being dull as long as you two are dull and void of the scriptures. So you wonder why the same angel you are with the same people, an angel who had been assigned for protection, didn't know how to protect you when you were in trouble. Because the angel is exposed by how much you are exposed to. You are the lead of that angel, not the angel. So the angel will not tell you what to do, but he learns from you to know how to do it. So the day I increase in the knowledge that God is my protector, that angel is discovering the hand of the Lord and understanding how powerful God has made him to protect me. So I enter into a place where I'm supposed to be destroyed. The angel is capable of pulling me out. But the more I do not know, when I'm in trouble, that angel too is in trouble. As far as he's concerned, we are dead. Are you listening to me carefully? Because he's dependent on your level of increase. 
So you wonder why some people will, will say, ah, God, heal this person. And Jesus, the person is here. You have done it. But that angel that was supposed to be assigned to walk those things does not respond. Because it's not that the angel was being disobedient to you as the heir of righteousness. Because scripture said, I did not minister spirit unto you. It's not that he was being disrespectful unto you, but it's because he does not know what to do. Because you were not exposed. Are we here? And this is what happened. So it means that growing in your faith increases the prowess or the energy of your angel. Right? Listen carefully. Listen carefully. That every time you grow in understanding what God has in his world, that angel is activated to also understand how to do it. But for hope, it lies a different game. That every time, see what angels do when they see you hope for something and are willing to die. Hope has not given you the experience of it, but faith has given you the experience of it. So see what hope is. Hope is like, I'm I've not seen it. I've not seen heavenly bodies. I do not know how they are. But I dare to just expect that when I die, that's where I'm going. So I did not have the encounter of heaven, but I care less what you will do to me. If you kill me, I am going to heaven. Are we here? So I do not know how beautiful it is. Everybody has given their story of it, but I have not experienced it as they have. But whatever happens, I am just confident that I'm going there. Are you listening to me? So, you see that you are, while you are warring within the earth and doing a lot of things, see what happens to you. Hope is there saying, I'm, I'm talking to some people right now, that those moments when you were trying to gain encounters and encounters were void you, what God was expecting that is that you will enter into that quantum we call hope. Are you hearing me? That you were waiting for God to take you into an encounter so that you would, ah, by the time I have this encounter, I will pray more, right? But you have not gotten the encounter to pray for. It had, you were void of that encounter for almost a season. Let me tell you, that season where prayer was difficult and there was no encounter to fire up your prayer was waiting for hope to be activated in your life. If you would have just pressed in the more to pray without the need of that encounter, let me tell you what happens to you. The angels who are there, your angel is learning from your experience. But there are angels who are matured, who are learned already, who were not assigned to you. They were not dependent on your increase to, to work. They had knowledge, they were, they had increased in knowledge already. Are you hearing me? So immediately they discover one who is working without actually having an experience. They sit down to marvel. We who have been in glory. We war, we war like this because we are at least touched a glimpse of glory. But you who have not touched a glimpse of glory, you are still worrying like that. 
It ranks you enough to command them even when they are not assigned to you. Are you, here? Are you listening to me? So you waited for a service. You entered the service. Everybody had the encounters were growing in their faith. But you were not able to have that encounter. But you, so you, everybody was praying harder because they were built by an encounter. You could not have any strength. But you had hope. So you lacked the encounters. I know, I, I know that when, when after that, that message, a lot of people were watching, okay, I have prayed for God's encounter to need that encounter so that my life will change, so that this will happen, so that my prayer life will increase, so that this will begin to happen, that will begin to happen. But then I was void of it. Some of the people who were void of those encounters were giving hope Immediately when you press in against all the odds that you have not seen, you have not experienced, you have not known, but you just want to believe foolishly that heaven is existing. Foolishly that truly, whether there's a counter or no encounter, I will press in and worship God like never before. Truly, foolishly. Everybody is worshiping because they have experienced something. But foolishly, I care less. I will do it and press it until I have that. You see that? What immediately begins to happen to you is that there will be a leap from where you are to a place where other things who had knowledge far above you begin to submit to you. Now, last time I taught us that some, some of the words that we call words are not words. But they were actually a jelly beans waiting for, for seven pages to find an expression. Let me say this, that that word hope, that word faith, they are not just words, but they are personalities in the spiritual world. That every time, listen carefully, that every time when hope comes close to you and begins to rise within you. It is a significance that a bigger and a bigger form of an angelic being is about to respond in response to the other beings that are supposed to respond to you. Are we here? So the day I begin to rise and hope begins to come, I did not see it, but I hoped. I have not experienced it, but I hope. There was nobody to lead me to an encounter. There was no atmosphere to lead me to an encounter. Or all the atmospheres could not lead me to an encounter. But I dared to believe. Expectant that this thing will enter into that reality. It will take you into a quantum leap that every other person who has always been, who has grown in faith, has not experienced. It is a humbling experience for anybody who has hope. Because you, it looks like it is the useless thing to do, but it is the biggest step to take. Because it looks so, it's too, it's too much to the price to enter it. 
Do you know it's easier than because I have an encounter and I pray? Do you know? Do you know that the day, have you ever woken up and a morning, woke, you woke up in one morning and there was no ginger to pray at all? How many of you have experienced that? There was no ginger, completely, ah. I struggled with everything to pray. Prayer refused to come. Cry. I don't know, maybe it's only me that I've ever experienced that moment. It's the moment of hope. It's the moment of hope. That point where it seems that God has forgotten you. That presence is no longer there. You used to you used to sit down and then boom, you enter into one, you want to pray. But now there is no ginger completely. You try praying, you even try singing, the singing was boring. You even try praying. See, you struggled to even listen to a message. There was nothing about God that was interesting you. It's the season where hope. And it was supposed to take you lands far above the lands that you have entered. It was supposed to take you because every time spiritual beings begin to realize that you, though you have not, you have no push to do it, but you decided to take up that push, they respect you and a ranking of your spiritual, your spiritual ranking begins to ascend. I don't feel like praying. Can you pray that moment? I don't feel like worshiping. Can you worship that moment? See, ma, I just don't feel like all this God work. God, I'm really tired. It's stressful. Oh, God. Because hope doesn't give you that substance. Faith does. But seasons of hope, you don't have the substance to pray that much. So there's nothing to touch and hold on and say, ah, this is what I hope when I pray. There's nothing to want to listen to. See, it is this season when you can, when if you can bless in that moment. You will wonder the things that begin to happen in your life that you have never experienced. See, at those moments, huh, when you could press in, when you didn't want to press in, you didn't feel like, you woke up in the night, you could not pray, you said you want to pray, you put that time, that alarm clock or whatever, you woke up, oh boy, this is not a good time. Can we be this prayer in God you understand? God, you, understand. you see, it is to God you are telling you understand. But to you, it was a day of changing plans. You would let me tell you what will happen to you immediately after taking up that step to pray or to press him or to worship when you did feel like. Immediately you're done. You will walk out 
to go and talk to certain people. And you wonder how you were able to do certain things you could not do. It was impossible. You know it was impossible. But you entered into that place. There was so much aura that could change a lot of things. It was ranking change. Seasons of hope rip you off encounters for a season. So you would you would see them, you would see the disciples willing to die, and they are beating them. Some of them, unlike Stephen, did not see God. Some of them did not have that experience. Ah, there's about to heaven is open. They, no, they just killed them at a platter. And a lot of us will look at them and say, ah, those people just died. They wasted their lives. But let me tell you, when you go back to check the rankings before men who had entered into the white throne and the men who were put in the lesser, in the lesser bosom, you will, ah, I'm telling you that heaven will be so surprising to you. That thing called Lebanon, it will shock a lot of us. Some, some people who we have valued so much, we may meet them in rankings that is, that is lower. You know why? Let me tell you the reason. Because it's, if, if I give you 100, and I tell you, take 100 and do this with 100, you did 40. Eh? But because it's percentage, I gave you 100%. Yeah? Your 100% was supposed to win 10 million. Are we here? Your 100% is supposed to win 10 million. His 100% is supposed to win 10. 10. Just 10 people. Assuming I'm using people now that souls was just the so I gave you 10 talents. Win 100 million. I gave you 100%. Win 100 million. I gave you 10. Win just 10. Right? I gave you 100%. But your 100% is win just 10. Right? Now, she won 10. 10. He won. He won. How many million? Ten million. Ten million. You want four million. Check the difference in numbers. Do they look like they should be rewarded anything equal? He has four million members. <laughs> she has ten members. Oh, ten. It's ten. 100%, how 100% is 10? His 100% is 10 million. He has won 4 million. She has won 10. See their numbers. See their numbers. Are you listening to me? That he has 4 million people in his church. Gather, field the church. Isn't he a good one? Mm-hmm. 
just ten people. <laughs> you see, you see what all of us will come to see because our understanding is more on the faith. So we will come to tell her, "Ah, oh, you're doing less work here, right?" Because our understanding is the bringing up out of spiritual substance into physical. So we will assume she has, he has done more work than her. Because we are more sighted. And God will not look at your men and say, You have tried it. You still have six million to add. And according to my ranking, she I gave her just two or just ten. And she brought her ten. In my throne, I'm giving he who has ten where ten belongs. Hundred to hundred. Where for me, where I don't care what the number is. God is not in the business of number, he's in the business of percentages. So you wonder why he would give the same five, the person who had five talents and brought ten, and the same person who had two talents and brought four, and all call them faithful, meaning that come and enjoy my bosom. It wasn't that go and enjoy this one, you got They all enjoy the same thing. Because as far as I'm concerned, what I have given you, you have produced it exactly. Are you listening to me? A lot of us will be shocked at what we will experience in that heavenly place. We will wonder, how is this small person? Some people are not pastors. They are not pastors. They have not even sat down with the pulpit to do anything. But when you find where their throne is in, in heavenly places, you will be shocked. Jesus will look at one woman who will come and drop her one seed. Then you will see out of all the people, Jesus was talking to us about where she, where her ranking was. He said, out of all these people who are giving, Pharisee came and gave 1,000 Neramut. Sadducee gave 500 Neramut. This woman came with just 5 Neramut. And Jesus will look at all of them that are giving all those big temptations and say, This woman, she gave more. Why? Because out of, then Jesus now explained that out of all that she had, that was all she had that she had given. So, if the Pharisee, if we would weigh what the Pharisee had given, we weigh out of all that he has. So, he had given 1,000 words left. She had given five naira, what was that? Zero naira. She had given one thousand, probably hundred thousand, seventy seven thousand. So Jesus was talking to us that the experience of what God expects of us is that until our obedience is complete, then our reward is not the same. Are we here? So hope. Desire that at the end of this whole 
experience that is complete, rather than just the numbers that I build, or the fame that I grow into, or the pastor I become, or the billionaire I become, but that at the end of the day, they will look at me and call me faithful. Who desires to hear that faithful sermon beyond just hearing Hope's desire is the end of the matter. Faith's desire is now. Mm. So at the end of the day, if you can dare to hope that at the little that God had given you, it was just, it looks, that's why hope looks very little. That's why it looks very little. There's no too much energy to pray with him this moment. It's very little. But God is waiting to see. With the little that we call little in the physical, what did you do with it? When it was just hope that was remaining in your life, what did you do with it? When it was just hope that God is real and you are supposed to lie, what did you do with it? And God raised it. Ah, my servant understands me with the little we have to understand. change anything, you just felt too normal. Somehow you felt too weak. And you preach. There's no impulse to break and you preach. Because something has to change in your life. Something has to change in your life. <laughs> you know why I like this moment? You will not pray. <laughs> it's difficult to ascend in prayer. That's good. It's more distracting to pray right now. That's good. I didn't enjoy the message, that was good. I didn't do it so that you enjoyed it today. Because if you enjoyed it, you can pray more. Hope is for them who want to take a quantum It's not for them who are trying to struggle now. It's for them who want to take a quantum leap. A quantum
I don't feel like praying yet. I feel weak. Yes. I'm not connecting like every other person. Yes. Get distracted. I'm getting more distracted than ever now. Faith was the last step. Hope was the second step. The greatest step was love. But until you can pass the process between faith and love, this process where there's nothing, there's nothing as it were really to make you want to pray, but you pray as you will push into this prayer, into this, and push into this atmosphere. It's the atmosphere where love will start beginning to Open your mouth and begin to pray. Difficult to pray, pray. When I'm weak, when I don't want to, I decide to want to. She was following a woman called Naomi. He said, Naomi, I want to follow you. Naomi said, okay, let's go. Over and Ruth followed Naomi. And when they got to a point, ah, Naomi looked at him, turned and looked at him. 
You have tried your best. You have stayed with me even after my children have died. My husband died. I left my people because of hunger. Hunger is still killing me here. But you have been with me. You have tried. You can go back home. Then you know what makes me now? You know what offers offers me offers me? It's true. But then Naomi told them, she said, she said, even now. Child should grow up and be mature enough. Will you wait till that time? Even if I hope, verse 12. He said, Even if I hope, then tell my daughters, Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I say I hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear twins, that means now, this night, I have a husband. This night, they bear, they, I bear children. Can you wait for these children to grow? Then you marry them. Please. You have been married before. Not that you are not married. So it means that you were matured already from marriage. You have married. Then you have gotten to this point. Then you are supposed to follow this woman and go to her place because you want to continue with your prosperity and you have no child with her children. So you are waiting. So she now says, even if you follow me now, and today, of which I don't have a hope, I don't have hope of any man seeing me already. But let's say, for adventure, I hope that today I find a man, and today I bear sons. Will you wait for them to reach at least 20, then you marry them? But then probably you are going. So you are 45, you have already crossed now. Will you wait? Up and to come out. She said, Kai, I have no encounter to hold on to. I have no experience to hold on to. The truth is, served you obediently for a long while. I have not cheated you and neither did I cheat your children, neither did I, did I do evil against you. But I cannot continue with you. So listen to me. But look at that time she said, I don't have all these things.
the truth is, at this point, I can't even have faith. Because there was nothing that was spoken concerning me that I should be If God had promised me that when you go there, this will be the thing that will happen, that's a different case. But now the only thing I have is hope. She knew that in her mind there was no room that I'm going to marry again. But the only room I have is the end of my life. Am I willing to follow? You see, this is what changed Ruth's life. And Ruth clung to her mother in love. And Ruth stayed with her mother in love. Went to go and be packing slaves' food with her mother in law. And Ruth met Boaz. The journey of Ruth was never to meet Boaz because she never saw Boaz. She never had an experience. There was no promise of Boaz, but she just believed God, hoping that at the end of the journey, I will find God. At the end of the journey, when I die, not about what I'm doing in this journey, but I desire that my end I'll find God. That was just to see that. This was my only story, but I changed it so that you will pray hard, but not pray when I'm giving you my story. And I prayed. Then Ruth came forward. She said, at the end of the day, this is what I desire. But you see, the journey of hope Of Israel 
that will never have the means to ever give back to Isaiah was the woman who was pulled up and put to be among the dragons of Jesus. Her journey was never that I was going to be the grandmother of Jesus. Her journey was not that I'm going to follow God, but her journey was that at the end of this whole thing, I have decided that it is the end that matters to me. I don't care what I gain within this journey. Even if I fail being a pastor, even if I fail being a businessman, I desire at the end of this journey. Let me try to please God. That's all I desire. That was hope. That was just a point to me to be among the lineage of the Messiah. The father, the mother to Jesse, the mother to, to, to David, the mother down to Joseph, and the mother of Jesus. The Somebody who had no child, no hope of giving back to another child. Because the only thing that every other woman would hold on to, she didn't have to hold on to. Can you pray today as a God? You have been more concerned about what you will become. Your faith can produce the noun. But how about your journey at this season when you do not have the knowledge of what God wants to, wants to turn at, at the long run? But the only thing you have is hope. Can you hope against hope? Can you hope against hope? Today God asked me a question. He asked me this question. I, I literally could not answer that question. He said, if today I tell you this spirit family completely, leave pastor completely, keep quiet, go and sit down, and just be listening to people preach, don't ever preach again. This is what I want you to do. Will you do it? And I know I still ask myself, wait, you have made me to, to, to believe that this is what you have called me. What, what are you trying to do now to tell me that you have not called me again? That I should go back and see that. You see, the last end is that I desire that at the end of this whole journey, let me find that place where we call faith in That's hope. So I care less how the journey went. Whether I handed over the ministry to Domio, I handed the ministry to Minister Chu, or I handed it to whoever, and at the end of the day, were the bigger pastors that everybody saw. After I had struggled to build everything I wanted to build, and I left it. Careless who takes the glory right now. If God tells me, leave spirit family, hand it over to somebody, I'm handing it over immediately. Even if spirit family is one million, by God's grace, if God will grant me this grace, I, I just ask God for only one thing. Give me the grace to do it. I know I can't do it on my own, but give me the grace to do it. I don't desire all the parts, all the things, the glory, the drama. Hope Hope at the end of the day leaves the grammar of the glory of the earth and desires the glory of God.
So hope tells me that Christ in me is the hope of glory. Christ in me is the hope of glory. I hope against every other hope. Even if I lose touch with all the things that are real, lose touch with things that are not real, lose touch with everything. Whatever I have lost touch with, I care less. Hope says this, that if I lose these cars and this money and these things, do I still want to serve? Hope is that season of, of little substance to hold on to. Little or no substance to hold on to. I don't have anything to hold on to and say that God has served you. If everything goes sour, I don't have any strength to say I'm served you. But hope is just the thing that God keeps with you. Hope never leaves you as a believer. That's one thing he doesn't do. He never will leave you as a believer. Hope. He will never leave a believer. But let me tell you the truth. Because of how insignificant he may look to you, you will think you don't have God or anybody, anything that relates to God. Hope is that same, that same time. It, it, it always will come at the point where there is where God doesn't feel real. Hope is still there. Faith may, faith may seem far away from you. Love may seem far away from you. But you see hope? Hope is always there. Always there to work with you. Because hope doesn't have an activity relating to you. Love may have an activity relating to you. Faith may have an activity relating to you. But hope doesn't have an activity relating to you. There's nothing close to you that hope does. You see, you can feel that the love of God is not with you when you start suffering, right? You can feel that faith is not working in you when you cannot heal the sick. You can feel that these things are, ah, God, your faith has, has shifted from me. Your love is no longer around me. You may feel it. They may be there, but because their activity is not there. Hope doesn't have an activity, but it's always there. For a phantom When hope is, when true hope begins to find expression in your life, that's when true love comes. In that season when hope is there, if you can still hold on to God, if you can still hold on to God, that's when your love is perfected. In that season when nothing feels like God is real, but you can still hold on to God. That's when your love for him begins to really come out. So he will ask you, do you serve me because I'm provider? Do you serve me because I'm healer? When love comes, he will ask you, why do you serve me? But when you can cross through the gate, through the through the 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 the, 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 the the, the, the house or the room of hope. It is when he when truly you can tell God of a true hope. I don't have a reason why I love you. I don't have a reason why I'm holding on to you. 
but I hold on to you regardless. For your glory, I will do anything just to see you, to be more
his spirit family, it doesn't look like he's going to prosper anyhow. It looks like it's going to keep you back. Is, 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 is it going to give you glory, Lord, staying back in spirit At the end of the day, if you can hear the voice of hope, hope will always tell you the last end. So he will tell you. You are dying. Yeah. It is that same, the voice of hope that Jesus spoke and said, Ah, who is this? Who, 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 who sees that this boy is now lame from birth? He said, This is for the glory of the Lord. Who did what that why I'm here? It is for the glory of God. If you can hear the voice of hope and you can hear that it is for his glory, please enjoy the process because it's a quantum leap in The voice of hope will tell you whether you ought to be here or not be here. Am I supposed to be here if the voice of hope will tell you it is for my glory? That's all. The, the voice of hope will say it is for my glory. So I'll stay here. It is for my glory. It is for my glory that ah things are happening. This is the voice of hope will teach you the balance of who to show compassion and who to cease from doing what God told you to do. Certain people, God will say, stop here. When you desire that, ah no, we must, I must carry them. I must carry them. I must carry them. They must follow me. Lord, they must follow me. But God is saying, ah, leave him. Leave him. I will handle him. If Abraham would have heard the voice of hope, Abraham would have told God, no problem. God will handle Painful. Today God decided to say, Azala, I want you to be a, to be evangelist, but then I want you to denounce your evangelism and stop evangelizing. Would you do it? If God says, I call you Azala, I want you to be an evangelist, but I want you to be an evangelist to Borno State. Go and stay within this camp of Boko Haram. This is where I want you to be. The only thing you did not hear, I will protect you, I will preserve you, I will do this. He did not say anything. He didn't say, I won't protect you. He has not had any confidence. But he said, go there. And you heard that going there is for my glory. Would you go there? You see, faith wants to have that assurance. But hope, a leap of hope doesn't have an assurance. The leap of hope, sometimes, you don't have, you, you think you have an assurance, but then you're too sure that, God, there's no assurance here. You'll be like three evil boys. You'll say, Kai, God will deliver us. Then you don't remember at all. The voice of hope will say, even if he doesn't. Even if he doesn't. That's the voice of hope. The voice of hope sounds like the voice of doubting, but it's not doubting. But it's the, it's the reality that I'm coming to. The voice of hope will say, ah, to live is Christ. To die is gain. 
I know that living is Christ is enjoyment. Dying is gain. It sounds like death is supposed to be something bad, right? But the voice of hope still makes a bad thing look beautiful. So he said, even if we die, we will yet not bow. Father, give us the grace to hear the voice of hope. Give us the grace to obey the Give us the grace to walk Amen. Give us the grace that we will never allow our own sensual and, and now feeling to make us denounce the end of what you have called us to be. Amen. That we will not allow what we want to experience now and enjoy it by God for We will not experience sin continually here and or the pleasures of this place and neglect the glory that has been set for us Amen. Amen. God forbid that we will walk in darkness. Amen. God forbid that we will walk in the we will walk in wealth here on earth and lose eternity. Amen. God forbid that we decide to walk in just the things that are tangible and we forget the reality of the of the things that are heavenly. Amen. God forbid that we enjoy everything that life has to offer and we lose our soul. Amen. We will never walk in that path. Help us, Lord, that we will keep on listening to the voice of hope. Even in our journey of success, in our journey of increase, in our journey of expansion, that we will keep up with the voice of hope, ensuring that every step we'll take will be for the glory of God. Not just to our our individual growth and our individual names being being loud and being shouted. Lord, help us, Lord Jesus. If you want spirit party from me, take it. If you want spirit family completely away from me, take it all. If it will give you glory, have it. If you want my businesses completely, Lord Jesus, take it. If it will give you glory. Only if it will give you glory. That's just my condition. If it will give you glory, I'm satisfied. I don't know what are those things that are too relevant in your life. Just let it have them. If it will. Take them. Take everything. I don't want it. I don't need it, Lord. I just want you. I just want you. I just want you. I just want you. Please take, take everything. I don't want it. I don't need it, God. I just want you.